to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome everyone to episode 96 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Welcome back, guys. Uh, hope we find you well. Hope you find us well. Are we well? Well enough. Yeah. You're always such a ray of sunshine. We were just saying before we started that like Halloween's over and like what's even the point anymore? Yeah. You know, I've been listening back to our old episodes and before we did October Rama, we just had our second episode was the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, the third episode we called the Halloween Hangover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much Hangover though this year. Well, it's also like a week later. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about like the day we had our party on the 28th. Yeah. Even the next day. Well, no, I guess I was a little hungover. Yeah, you said you were. We had to go do a table read for They Reach. So that was awesome. Speaking uh, of which, guys, They Reach is still crowdfunding. Theyreach.com. We are getting very close to our goal. Yeah. We did. Uh, we had um, a special announcement that uh, we have a private investor that was matching all donations up to $500 um, each donation. I should clarify that. Mm-hmm. Um on the day of Halloween, so on October 31st, all donations that were 500 and under were all matched 100% by this private uh, donor, um, and that, that helped us a lot. We did really yeah, well Yeah, we had a really day. good day. Um, I, you, you were keeping track. How much did we raise? Uh, over $3,500. God damn. And it's a $10,000 goal, guys, and we're doing pretty well. Um, did you, when's the last time you checked? Uh, this morning. Where are we at? Um, well, the the investors haven't put their money into Indiegogo yet, but if you include that, I think we're at ninety eight fifty or something like that. Shit, almost yeah, there. We're, we're very close. Yeah, and I think I think Silas and Jason and Bry are working on some kind of stretch goal. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know for I, sure. I know there's been discussion, um, but yeah, yeah, I did our table read. That was fun to have the whole, well, most of the cast all together for the first time. We started filming in two weeks. Yeah. It's, it's funny how fast it happened because yeah. we've been talking about this for the better part of a year. Yeah. I mean, we, our participation was announced in January. Mm-hmm. So that tells you how long this has been going on. Right. Yeah. Uh, Taylor's got, I mean, we've talked about this before. Taylor's got a pretty prominent role in the movie. Um, he's the only character that has uh, spots in both time periods of the movie takes place in. Mm-hmm. And I'm in it for probably about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, somebody's watching. Hi, Frank. Frank. Um, yeah. What's new with you? It's been, what, a couple weeks? Uh, not a lot. Went to the, just took a random day off yesterday. Went to the Funko store up in Everett. I tried to email you and didn't answer. I wasn't there. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Neat. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little spot. Yeah. They got like giant Funko Pops all over the outside of the building. Right on. Yeah, I gotta make it. Gotta make a trip out there. It's just it's hard to motivate myself. They're to apparently working on a uh, make your own custom Funko lab Ooh, there. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go back once that opens. Yeah. I'm gonna make a. Well, then we check check out look for Grave Plot Podcast Funko Pops <laughs> at a significant markup. <laughs> Only thirty five dollars. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, what happened? What's with me? Oh, I got in a car accident. That was awesome. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, rear-ended by an uninsured driver. Oh, always good. Yeah. Um, so my car's in the shop. And, you know, I didn't know that... Or I knew the kid didn't have insurance, but apparently he went and got insurance, like, right after. So when my insurance company processed his information they said oh well he's got insurance but once his insurance company got involved they're like well he didn't have it when the accident happened so now rather than using collision insurance i'm using my uninsured motorist co- uh, coverage uh which is kind of cool because it's a lower deductible and it also uh, comes with a rental um so i didn't have to i was driving my dad's giant fucking truck 60 miles a day um oh, so you have a rental now yeah, what it's is like, it? It's a focus. So that's oh, nice. nice. <laughs> um, he offered me. He's like, "Well, uh, what, what car do you usually drive?" I'm like, "Well, it's a it's a Ford Focus." And he says, "Okay, well, uh, I've got a few options. I've got one Focus that, you, that we can give you, and a couple Chevy Cruises." Like, I'll just, I'll take the Focus. I, I know where everything is. But anyway, that's convenient. Yeah, but yeah, he the guy fucked up my back end. Like the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the butt and butt sex. <laughs> Idiots. Um, now my trunk lid's all smashed in. You know, the taillights are all busted. And How fast was he going? I, I honestly don't know. He told me he was brake dread thinking what could have happened if he wasn't braking. But I mean, I, I'm fine personally. Um, and, uh, but yeah, my car just took all the damage like, all back in. It's just, the whole thing needs to be replaced. Well, shit. Yeah. So then that happened a day before a party. So it's like, I don't need this right now. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, anyway. Fuck Neat. Me. What'd you do on Halloween night? Um, well, we sat at home because we, you know, it's our first year in our, our new house. Um, you know, first year we're expecting like, you know, trick or treaters and just sit at home and have, you know, quiet night at home watching movies and giving out candy. And we had a total of like six or like um like ten trick or treaters. That's disappointing. Yeah, and we bought this big fucking bowl of candy too. So if you need any candy, let me know. I got the hookup. All right. <laughs> uh, how about you guys? Uh, we had a couple people over, watched trick or treat, mm-hmm. uh, played a little bit of mixtape massacre. Nice. Then we uh, went out and hit hit up King's Hardware, and just kind of sat in the corner and people watched. Oh, right. We got there, and the guy, the guy at the uh, the bouncer at the door was like, looked at my girlfriend, and was like, "Are you Diane?" <laughs> she was like, "Yes." <laughs> She's like so excited that somebody finally got it. Nice. And then I walked up, and he was like, "What's up, Dougie?" And I was like, "Dougie Jones." He was like, <laughs> "Fucking a." <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm. You're lucky because you have people in your life that know what Twin Peaks is. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because like, like some of her friends came and like one was dressed as Laura Palmer, one was dressed as uh, Agent Cooper, mm-hmm. one was dressed as Nadine, and one was dressed as the Log Lady. So it was just a whole group of us. Right. Yeah, I saw the picture. It uh, looked good. Um, but it's like... Except Nick looked like Crispin Glover <laughs> instead of Cooper. <laughs> um, I went to work on Monday, you know, because I, I shaved off my facial hair. And anybody watching the video can see we're both trying to grow our beards back. Um, and uh, it, so I'd shaved off of my facial hair and I walk in to one of the offices at work and this girl's like, you look different. 
did you shave? I'm like, yeah, I had to shave off, shave everything off for my Halloween costume. She's like, what did you do? I'm like, oh, well, me and my friends were uh, um, Twin Peaks characters. And she's like, oh, well, God damn it. <laughs> like, I talked to a couple people who knew the old series, mm-hmm. but so they had no idea who Dougie Jones was. Right. Yep. We tried to get uh, Kyle McLaughlin to pick our costumes. He did not. He did not. Fucker. <laughs> anyway. So, um, so you like Rob Zombie? <laughs> Do I? Well, he's um, continuing. Uh, uh, he's making a sequel to Devil's Rejects. Yeah, I heard that was uh, exclusively reported by Bloody Disgusting with absolutely no justification whatsoever. Right, and there's they been, just said we're exclusively reporting this, and it's like okay, but based on what? Yeah, and it's like I can exclusively report tons of shit. <laughs> Let's make it true. Um, yeah, and you know when they do that, it's it's like it's easy to go, oh yeah, it's like you're the only ones reporting it. Um, but so often they're right, and it's just like, nah. I mean, no, I, I'm sure they are, and I'm sure they have they have fantastic sources. They've been in the business a long time. But I'm just yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to report something like that, say. You know, at least say a source close to Rob Zombie or something. Yeah. Give me some kind of justification. Well, they like to make sure that everybody knows that this is their story. Yeah. <sighs> um, but uh, if I mean, if that's true, it really makes me wonder where they're going to go with it. Because I mean, they all died. Yeah. The, I mean, well, presumably. We don't know for sure. We saw him get shot to shit, but we didn't actually see any of him die. I suppose. So... <laughs> Uh, maybe they're all in jail. I don't know. Maybe. Tootie fucking fruity. Tootie fucking fruity. Tiny's dead, though. He is dead. Matthew McGrory. Womp womp. R.I.P. One, One love. love. <laughs> Matthew McGrory, America's sweetheart. <laughs> all right. Are those all out of the way now? All the grave plot memes are out of the way. <laughs> all <the> catchphrases. <laughs> I think we got them all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so before we want to, before we continue with the episode, <coughs> I just trip over my words the entire time. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. That's par for the course for Tony. <laughs> That's me. Yep. Ding. Why are you dinging? It's freeze frame. Uh, it dings <laughs> like a cartoon. You gotta like go ding. Make your tooth tooth ding. I can't do that. I can't make my tooth ding, Tyler. Or Taylor. <laughs> this isn't going well. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Finish the show by yourself. Finally. <laughs> my time to shine. Uh, let's thank our Patreon patrons. Before we get any further, they still give us money. Um, they are Kevin Nesgoda. Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, and Max Health. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate all your delicious money. Um, what are you doing? That's sign language. Thank you. We don't do sign language on the show. <laughs> it's for Max. Max doesn't do sign language on this show. Not on the show. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yes, thank you so much, guys. Uh, Taylor. If somebody else wants to contribute, where can they go? Patreon.com slash Graveplot Podcast. Neat. Hey. 
Get some exclusive content, including monthly video reviews chosen by the patrons. And so if you are one of our Patreon patrons, start getting in those nominations now for November. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) What the hell's wrong with us? Oh, so many things. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Okay, uh, let's jump into the show. Maybe we should do some horror business. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, like I said, I've been listening to all our old episodes. Uh, I'm trying to compile a best of for episode 100, which is coming up so soon, guys. So soon. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but um our, our, our episodes were so bad yeah we recorded them on your computer well not just sound like we both sounded bad like we like we had no idea what we were doing <laughs> we didn't yeah and i mean we both sounded so nervous and like we tried to be like radio guys yeah to be like this is taylor of terror yeah instead of just being <laughs> Instead of just being our normal asshole selves, we were trying to be like different people. And it was so much better because we're so fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's like I'm listening to these episodes and I'm just boring the shit out of myself. (laughs) Like, fuck, why did we say any of this? (laughs) I hate when you tell people about your podcast and then they listen to the first episode and you're like, what are you doing? It's like, no, no, listen to the new one because then you can go It's not chronological. No. You're not going to miss anything. Yeah. Except our stupid jokes. <laughs> yeah. That are only funny to us anyways. Right. But it doesn't matter. But like, listen to the new, if somebody tells you to listen to a podcast, uh, especially if it's their own, listen to the latest episode first. Well, unless it is chronological. No, no, no. Even still, listen to the latest <laughs> episode first. Then if you like what's going on, go back and listen to the first episode because I guarantee you in every single sh- podcast that exists... The first episode is going to suck. It's because they have no idea what they're doing. Fact. Yeah, like listening to the intro uh, in the first episode, it's like, hi, I'm, uh, I'm uh, Skeletoni, um, and we're going to do some news and, and talk about some movies. And <laughs> just listening to it, I'm like, oh my God. I want to kick this guy's ass. It's exactly <laughs> Oh, Christ. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that's probably going to be in the best of somewhere, just because it's our first episode. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we're almost at 100 episodes, and I'm, I'm going through each episode to find like the best parts of them. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it stupid? Because it's going to take you so long. <laughs> it is going to take a really long time. I'm only on episode three, and I've been And it's going to be like a minute and a half long. <laughs> <I know. laughs> And all I'm doing, like, did you see this, the list I'm putting together? Yeah. Yeah. All I'm doing is just like marking, like time marks and. Yeah. And it's like little two second clips. Yeah. It's so, so dumb. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? You're wasting your life. <laughs> I got to make episode 100 special. Okay. It's got to be special, Taylor. Okay. That's what puts us above other podcasts. We celebrate our own achievements. <laughs> No one else is going to do it. 
Okay, so <laughs> real world horror. Um, so, can I interest you in a ranch in Arizona? For starters, no. Okay. Well, if you were interested, let's say you're interested. Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> Tell me more. A man named John Edmonds is selling his ranch in Rainbow Valley, Arizona. Sounds nice. It's called the Stardust. Oh, sounds very nice. So, you know, maybe you could sell it to Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Camera's not on anymore. I know, that was just for you. Oh, that was for me. Thank you. Um, but... Uh, you know, a lot of people, when they buy a property, they want to know, well, why are you selling? Oh, a lot of people say a lot of things about <laughs> Stardust Ranch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, you know, when I bought my house, it's like, so um, why are you selling? Why is the price so low? How many people you would were murdered here? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, if you were to ask owner John Edmonds, he'd tell you it's because of too many goddamn aliens. <laughs> oh, didn't see that coming. Aliens. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, he's saying that uh, the aliens uh, in the mas- master chamber. He said the master chamber. This is a castle? Yes. <laughs> Sweet. I've always wanted a ranch with a castle <laughs> on it. Um, he said uh, that the aliens levitated his wife out of the bed. Uh, and carried her into the parking lot. What? Oh, it's because it's a ranch. They probably have a parking lot. Oh, Christ. Um, and then tried to draw her up into the craft. So we saw the craft, too. Yeah. Good. Yeah. How, I mean, how far is uh, Rainbow Valley, Arizona from Roswell, New Mexico? Fuck if I know. <laughs> what do I look like? Some kind of... Some kind of... <laughs> some kind of... Map guy? <laughs> I think they're called mapographers. Map. <laughs> uh, Rainbow Valley. Not Rainbow Valley, Arizona. There it is. <laughs> it's a ravine. Okay. Just so you know. I went too far. Uh, it's it's really far. It's like basically like dead in the middle of Arizona. Oh, yeah. It's like a 10-hour drive. Yeah. So there's that. All right. Well, I mean, 10-hour drive, that's only like an hour in a spacecraft. So Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you don't have traffic. <laughs> I just find it interesting that the, the aliens park their spaceship in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he said, yeah, the, the fucking aliens, man, they're taking my wife and putting them in, put, tracking, them out, <laughs> tracking her out to the, the parking lot and putting them in their spaceship, man. And he's like, this is why I want to move. <laughs> oh, good. Maybe leave that out of the real estate listing. Um, I mean, you know, in interest of full disclosure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> now, have there ever been alien, any alien sightings on the property? Uh, he says uh, the last 20 years he's experienced many strange events involving aliens and claims to have killed more than a dozen extraterrestrials. Oh, really? I'm like, hmm. Where are the bodies? Yeah, really? I uh, feel like you should, you know, like 
tell science. <laughs> there are probably people that there's probably people looking oh, for those. Yeah. <laughs> um, a photo posted to his Facebook in March shows a bloodied samurai sword. <laughs> That's what he killed him with. He killed something because the picture is a bloody samurai sword sitting in a pool of what looks like dried blood. This guy might be a murderer. He probably killed somebody wearing an alien he probably costume. killed his wife. He may have killed his wife. Like, do we know? Is his wife on a craft somewhere? <laughs> because she might be buried in the back of the ranch. <laughs> um, the property has been featured on Ghost Adventures for some fucking reason. Probably because alien ghosts. <laughs> all the all the ghosts of the aliens that this guy murdered. Well, you know, with samurai swords. Douche Baggins. Uh, you know, he he has a connection with ghosts because they like to scratch his back. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, maybe he has an maybe he just thought he'd have an alien connection too. He probably did. <laughs> like I was once haunted by ghosts, and now they scratch my back, and now I talk to aliens. <laughs> In my jinkos. By the way, come to the Haunted Museum. <laughs> God damn it. I hate that guy. <laughs> I hate him so much. Anyway. Um, so, I mean, you can get this for the low, low price of $5 million. Oh, is that all for <laughs> a alien graveyard? But get this. You must be, quote, well-grounded. Sure. Coming from the guy... Just like John Edmonds. Yeah. Who saw fucking aliens. And murdered them with a samurai <laughs> sword. Oh. I mean, he... Like, seriously, he probably legit killed someone. <laughs> or maybe he killed uh, more than a dozen. He probably killed more than a dozen people. <laughs> this is very possible. Um, he says it's not something for a traditional family. Yeah, no shit, because there are fucking dead bodies buried on the property. Um, but it holds a lot of secrets and what I believe are future opportunities to understand forces that are in the universe. Again, I feel like you should be telling science of these yeah. discoveries. And I feel like the police should be looking at this guy. Yeah, it kind of seems that way. I mean, I would be. But, you know, I'm, I'm no cop. <laughs> What do I look like a cop? Never will be with that attitude. Um, so there's that. So you you in the market? You trying to buy or what? Well, maybe if I had five million dollars, you know, and if I was well grounded. <laughs> but maybe I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I'm not well grounded because I don't believe the extraterrestrials have visited us. Yeah, you're probably not. Probably not. <sighs> Fuck me. I see you uh, arranged the stories in your favor this time again. I try to make them so like the things that I uh -huh. like more are my stories and the uh -huh. things you like more are your stories. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> just just do your thing. Just, so just Michael Doherty is again claiming that Trick or Treat 2 is going to be his next project. Mm -hmm. um, we've heard this story. We've played this song and dance so many times. Yeah. You know, Michael, we can only have our hearts broken so many times. Before they just won't come back together. Yeah, like I want to be excited about this, but I've heard this. Yeah. I heard this before Godzilla. 
and yeah, isn't tr- isn't legendary doing Godzilla? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so fuck them <laughs> because they did trick or treat too. Yeah, and well, trick or treat also trick or treat as well, <laughs> but they need to do trick or treat two number two also <laughs> as well in addition to. <laughs> We're confusing people. <laughs> uh, trick or treat two was originally announced in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. I was just listening to that episode. Was that our first episode where we announced uh, it? No, it was a uh, third one because we had just reviewed Trick or Treat in the previous episode. And we were like, yeah, oh, Trick or Treat 2 is coming. Oops. No. And I remember saying, oh, man, I hope I'm not in my mid-30s when it happens. Well, <laughs> oops. <laughs> uh, so- oh, wait. No, that was something else. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. That was Ar- Armory Darkness 2. Which also hasn't happened. Well, that, that's not happening. No, that's never happening. Uh, Doherty was on the post-mortem podcast with Mick Garris, and he said, my hope is that once Godzilla... Again, my hope is that once Godzilla has been put to rest, that I can dive back into Trick or Treat 2. Mm-hmm. I would love to finish writing it in post-production of Godzilla, and then I'd love to make it my next project. But we'll see. <laughs> Fucker. He, I, think, I feel like he has an option to decide what his next movie is going to be. It kind of seems that way. Well, I mean, he is a, a human being. He's not <laughs> under control. He has free will. Yeah. If he wants to make Trick or Treat 2 next, he can do it. And Legendary and probably Warner Brothers will sell it. Yeah. It's just a matter of him, you know, wanting to take the pay cut. <laughs> because I'm sure he's making a lot more from Godzilla 2 than he ever will from Trick or Treat 2. This is probably true. I feel like when like when Fearnet was doing the the twenty four hours on Halloween, that would have been the time to strike. Yeah, but hopefully the boat's not completely gone. Well, I mean, I feel like every year Trick or Treat gets more and more interest. Like I feel you know it has a cult following, but I feel like that cult is growing in size every year. Yeah, because it just becomes more and more popular, particularly among the horror community. Um. A couple of the people that, that came over to our place on Halloween, they were like, I'd never seen that before. I really liked it. Yeah. It's like we've said more times than we can count. It is the ultimate Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. There's no movie, Halloween movie better than that movie. I watch it every year. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I need more. I need more, Sam. I need it. I need it, man. I need my fix. I think they're gonna, probably going to have to recast. Probably. Because Quinn Lord is like 20. <laughs> he's, he's an old man now. He's got he's, a beard. He's probably like six feet tall. <laughs> Just put him in some like grown-up footy pajamas. <laughs> Pe- that would freak people out. They'd be like, oh, Sam's back, and he's huge. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, this is still in the uh, I'll believe it when I see it category. I want to be excited, but I've had my heart broken. Yeah. Don't toy with our emotions, Michael Doherty. Quit playing games with my heart. (laughs) With my heart. With my... I don't know. I don't don't remember the song. What am I doing? (laughs) Of the American. Yeah. Yeah. Of the American. Yeah. Yeah. Of the American. So, um, the Blair Witch Project, which recently had a sequel that did not 
do so well. Um, I liked it. I know you liked it. So did you. I, I, I liked it, but you really liked I it. I did really like it. Um, but it it might be it might be being made into a series. This was another one of those stories that like I saw everywhere, and it's like Blair Witch Project TV shows going into development. And then I read the story, and I was like, "That's not what this says at all." <laughs> well, um, God, who who was that studio that's just fucking selling all of their property into like TV shows? Uh, ah, damn it! It's it, I don't. I want to say it's um, it's legendary, but I don't know for sure. But irregardless, um. Not a word. <laughs> Morgan Creek. That's who it is. is did Morgan Creek uh, do Blair Witch? <laughs> no, Artisan Entertainment. Well, okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, possibly making this into a television series because why not? Yeah, what else are you gonna do? Um, Blair Witch Project creator Eduardo Sanchez said, uh, "For us, it's a very natural thing to go and say, hey, let's do a freaking Blair Witch show.' <laughs> freaking freaking a." He said that on the Diminishing Returns podcast, which I'm sure is probably poignant for him, because <laughs> I can't imagine the the returns on Blair Witch are that high anymore. Yeah, probably not. Um, he said, uh, you can say it's from the original creators, and we can bring in a whole bunch of inter- interesting directors to direct episodes. So what, like an anthology? I mean, like, Walking Dead has different directors all the time. Well, sure, but for him to specifically mention that. Like, Walking Dead has, like, you know, like three or four directors in a season, you know, directing multiple episodes. Yeah. I mean, Um, from Dust Till Dawn had all kinds of different directors, too. That's true. I don't know. Whatever. Um... He said, I think it might be one of those things you might be, you know, the more you think about it, you're like, that might be the perfect... He didn't finish that sentence. Yeah. A TV show. <laughs> you know? That might be the perfect a TV show. Right. You know? Like a, that, that's, not a, that's not a good sentence. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but that's the next big thing for Blair Witch. Probably TV. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I hear a lot of I think. I hear a lot of probably. I hear a lot of uh, maybe. I wonder if he hears a lot of... No, don't do that. <laughs> Just don't. It, I don't see how it lends itself to TV. No, unless, unless, like I said, it's like an anthology. But I feel like every episode's going to end the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, because uh, every Blair Witch movie's ended the same. It's true. So I don't know. I, I I don't really see how this is a well of untapped, you know, entertainment because, like I said. Every movie ends essentially the same. There's only so much story to work with. Um, 
And I mean, you can like expand on the lore, I guess, but I think the further and further away you get from the original concept, the less it's going to have to do with Blair Witch. And is it a found footage TV show? I hope not. I don't know if I could watch that. No, I, I'd probably watch like one episode. Yeah. If that. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, there's the Blair Witch and then the Blair Witch Project and then Blair Witch, which are both found footage. And then there's Book of Shadows, which was not and was definitely the worst of the three. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Any other thoughts? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see it personally. No, me neither. But I've been wrong before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, speaking of TV, uh, Les Moonvest over at CBS. Did you get that joke? Because it rhymes? <laughs> on 30 rock there was a uh there's a homeless guy that wears a vest covered in like crescent moons and kenneth calls him moon vest okay but there's a real executive at cbs named les moon vests all right and kenneth was like pitching a show and he was he was like yeah moon i told this to moon vest and he thought it was a great idea and they were like les moon vest at cbs <laughs> And then they showed him talking to Moonvest, and he told him that, and Moonvest goes, give me your toenails. <laughs> <laughs> and Kenneth goes, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, Kenneth. Anyway, so Moonvest uh, announced that they're going to be rebooting the Twilight Zone. Oh, boy. <clears throat> um, the bad news is you won't be able to watch it unless you sign up for CBS's stupid streaming thing. <laughs> you got to pay. Yep. If you were thinking, oh, CBS, that's a channel that even homeless people get. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're wrong, because it's going to be on CBS All Access with Star Trek and others. You know, Star Trek got renewed for another season, so... I heard it's good. Apparently, somebody's watching it. Yeah? I don't know why. Somebody, Somebody... They're probably already paying for the service, so they could watch, like, Criminal Minds and NCIS. Because the old people, old people, be watching CBS, and they're like, oh, "I'm not spending my money on anything else." <laughs> Fuck my grandkids. <laughs> uh, the good news is it's going to be developed by Monkey Paw Productions, which is Jordan Peele's company. Yes, it is. That could be cool. Jordan Peele of Jordan Peele fame. Jordan Peele of Big Mouth. <laughs> right. Who'd you say he plays Duke Ellington? <laughs> yeah, the ghost of Duke Ellington. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and it's going to be uh, Marco Ramirez, who's a producer for Netflix's The Defenders, is going to serve as the showrunner. Mm. Um, other than that, we don't really have much information on this. Okay, CBS is being mum. Mm. I don't know why they'd bring back Twilight Zone without uh, what's his name, Rod Sterling. Maybe they should get Rod Sterling, John Satterley. Mad Men. Oh, got it. The Silver Fox that my girlfriend's obsessed with. He's a good looking man. 
I can't deny it. <laughs> okay. You're supposed to be on my side here. <laughs> what do you want me to say, man? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> that you're not as handsome as him. <laughs> All right. I see where we are. That's cool, man. Whatever. 96 episodes was a good run. <laughs> we were done. Um, so are you excited for more Twilight Zone? Or? I mean, not really. Uh, Remember I mean, when they did it before with Forrest Whitaker? That was Outer Limits, wasn't it? Probably. <laughs> Wait, no, it was Twilight Zone. Right. Okay. Yeah, they did it twice, I think. They did it once with Jonathan Frakes, Commander Riker from Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek uh, Enterprise. No, not Enterprise. Next Generation. Next Generation. Um, and then, yeah, Lazy Eyed Forrest Whitaker. You kind of hate him. <laughs> He's one of those people who just like, you just hate. You're not really sure why. Just something about him. It's like, <laughs> fuck that guy. I, I don't have a problem with Forrest Whitaker. Well, maybe not Forrest Whitaker, but I'm sure there's someone that you just hate for no reason. Yeah. Jared Dudley. I don't know who that He's is. He's a basketball player. Okay. I don't know. He just bugs me. He's <laughs> an asshole. There you go. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. I don't know. He's like, um, just, he's, fuck him. <laughs> is it the eye? A lot of it is the eye. I don't like looking at his stupid eye. <laughs> I wonder who's going to host this. I don't know. Like, is um, Jordan Peele going to host it? I don't think that would be good. Is Keegan Key going to host it? Keegan Key? Yeah. He's the key from Key and Peele? Yeah, I know. I just, oh, it threw me off not hearing Keegan Michael Key. Oh. <laughs> it, took, it took a second for my brain to catch up. Keegan M. Key? Uh, K- what if... K.M. Key? What if it was Jordan Peele doing a Rod Serling impression? <laughs> I'd, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> or what if it was uh, Jordan Peele hosting the show as Barack Obama? No, his Obama's not that good. What? It's decent. It's not. It's not spot on. Ah. it's no Jay Farrow. Ah, I th- see. I think he's way better than Jay Farrow. Oh, that's poppycock. poppycock. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, know, you know who should host it? John Mulaney. <laughs> sure. Just uh, when he gets excited, his voice gets all high. <laughs> it's the Twilight Zone! <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Imagine if you will. <laughs> Don't try to adjust your set. <laughs> or like Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, God. <laughs> Imagine if you will. Uh, God, who are some other awful people that could host the show? <laughs> what about um, what's his face? Um, ah, shit! I'm so bad with names. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman, not Paul Rubens. Pee Wee Herman. No, um, Dave Coulet or Goulet? No, Coulet. Coulier. The trumpet of Dave Coulier. <laughs> Cut it out. Anyway, that's probably enough. That's enough Twilight <laughs> Twilight Zone stuff. I don't want to be buried in a bed 
we got to pick this up. People are going to turn this episode off. Uh, <clears throat> All right, let's go. Next story. All right. Get hype. Uh, okay, so... Um, God, probably several episodes ago, uh, we talked about... Um, What's his face? Andy, Andy. I keep saying what's his face. Machete. Yeah. A- Andy Machete wanting or talking about wanting to have his next project be um, a uh, remake of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> well, I guess he got fucked out of that because um, Warner Brothers has now picked. Uh, is it Paramount? Mm. I want to say Warner Brothers. I don't know. Talk about something else. It is Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers owns New Line. There it is. <laughs> um, yeah, Warner Brothers has uh, tapped the team of uh, behind Starry Eyes to write and direct it. Uh, that's Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. Um, you may remember that we reviewed Starry Eyes a while back. We both liked we both it. Both liked it, and it was shocking because those kind of almost arty type ind- independent films. I mean, there was a lot of people that straight up loved it. Yeah. And like I, I wouldn't, I wasn't over the moon about it, but it was good. Yeah, it was it good. Was, it was well done. It was creative. Um, it's definitely enjoyable yeah. to watch. It, it had an interesting take on, um, you know, basically the Hollywood life. You know, mm-hmm. um, but we're not going to re-review it. Um, but yeah, Kevin Colch and Dennis Widmeyer. Um, it's going to be written by by uh, Jeff Buller. <laughs> I don't know why you think that's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. I am precious. He wrote it a long time ago. Like, this script's been floating around for a while. Right. And I wonder if they're going to, like, rewrite it. Um, because it's it's interesting to... Well, I mean, because they said they're going to uh, write and direct it, I believe. If, if the original story that I saw said they were going to write and direct it. Oh, really? Um yeah, and I can't I can't remember where it was I read that, but um I think that's the case. So maybe they are taking the old script and just kind of retooling it. Um just making little changes here and there. But um yeah, Jeff Waller, uh directed or sorry, wrote um The Midnight Meat Train, Jacob's Ladder. Or sorry, the uh Jacob's Ladder remake that is in the works. Um and David Kajanik, wow, I don't know how to say that name. Help me out here. Well, there's a J and a G right next to each other. They both make the same noise. Kajanich? 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 Oh, fuck. Um, I guess he wrote uh, A Bigger Splash and the Suspiria remake. Is A Bigger Splash, is that the Splash remake or a sequel? Did they make a sequel to Splash? Well, I think they're going to. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they were going to gender swap it. Oh, God. Because, you know, you have to gender swap it. Well, I know at one point there was rumors of a remake with uh, Channing Tatum as the mermaid. So, the yeah, the gender swap. Yeah. Like the thing I was just talking about. Yeah. But that was a remake, not a sequel. Uh, well, I don't know. It may not be the same. And it was Potatum. I just want to mention that Channing Potatums was... <laughs> it's going to be the merman right? with no dick. Right. So why? Why even bother? Yeah. It's like, is he, is he still sexy, ladies? He has no dick. Of course. He has gills down there. Yeah. Of course, Daryl Hannah didn't have any vagina. That's true. 
At least when she was a mermaid. It's yeah. Like, it's like Futurama. It's like, how do we, you know, it's like, oh, well, I lay my eggs and then you come by later and fertilize them. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Pet Cemetery. Taylor really likes Pet Cemetery. I do. How do you feel about this? I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think it's due for a remake. Yeah. Um, and it's it's rare that I say that. And I mean, you know, sometimes that is better. <laughs> but in this case, it might not be. Yeah. And I liked Starry Eyes, so I'm, I'm okay with these guys being at the helm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the big thing for me. It's, you know, I'm not keen on remakes often. I know Bowler was out there being like, it's going to be so fucking scary. You're going to shit your pants. <laughs> You're going to pull your fucking eyeballs out because you can't take the horror. <laughs> oh, he's like, I hope you got your shitting pants on. <laughs> shitting pants. So stupid. <laughs> but yeah, he was like, it's going to be so scary, bro. Like, you don't even know. Like, what? <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> and people were like, yeah, probably not. But, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It's... Like who do you get to play the neighbor? Herman. How do you, how do you recast that? Herman Munster. Oh, get uh, the fat kid from Stand by Me. <laughs> he played Herman Munster too. <laughs> Terribly. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Me gusta Josefina. Oh, how is he married to Rebecca Romaine? I don't know. Because he's funny? <laughs> he must be. Well, he's a handsome guy. And is he? What? Is he? Yeah. Do women find him attractive? Yeah, man. Where have you been? <laughs> I don't know. Do people find Charlie O'Connell attractive? I don't know. Or is he, he just like the goofy little brother? I don't know which one's older. But. I, th- I think. Wait, are they twins? I don't think so. I don't remember. <laughs> They played Brothers on Sliders. I remember that. Because <laughs> they are brothers. Typecast. <laughs> um, yeah. But lest we forget that Jerry O'Connell was once a fat kid. Yep. And he still has that fat kid living inside him. <laughs> yep. Uh, dug his marshmallow out of the fire. <laughs> Screw you guys. I got it back. <laughs> um, yeah. So Pet Cemetery. I mean, it definitely needs some reworking because the one that, you know, the one from the nine or eighties was made. Late eighties, I think. Um, I mean, Dale Mitkiff is in it and he's awful. <laughs> he's, he's not a good actor. That kid was creepy as fuck though. Fucking Gage. Yeah, man. They're not going to find any kid creepier than uh, Milo something. Milo Yamanopoulos. <laughs> yep. He was a scary little baby, and then he grew up to be a fucking nut job. Really? What? I'm talking about Milo Yamanopoulos. Yep. Yabba 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 Oh, man. Why did why does anybody like him? There's nothing to like about him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's a self-hating gay person, so you mean the fact that he's gay makes the people that are gay, like gay haters or gay bashers hate him. 
gay people hate him because he's a self-hating gay person. And then people like us, they just, just hate him because he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so who's left out there to like him? I don't know. The racists don't like him because he's married to a, a black guy. Yeah. And he's he's a Greek himself. So and where, <laughs> where's he from? Uh, he has an accent. I don't think. I don't know. Hell. Hell. <laughs> uh, wasn't he supposed to give a speech at here or something? Like recently? He came here and then his people started shooting people. Right. There's that. But just, no, this is just recently. I want to say it was Florida. That might have been somebody else. That was. um, Oh, that was uh, Richard uh, Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. Man, that was, that situation was so fucked up. Like by law, like this is from, um, I think it was the president of the university or the dean or something. Or maybe it was the mayor. Some official of Florida. Sorry, I'm going to go through all the the different levels of power. Um, The president of Florida. (laughs) Well, it's like like, the president of the Philippines. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe it was the governor. But he said that like the uh, Florida State University, by law, cannot bar him from speaking there. I think it was University of Florida, but it doesn't matter. One of them Florida colleges. Go Gators. Yeah. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, but they legally had to let him speak. And so just to protect not only the uh, campus, but the people there, um, they had to hire uh, like hundreds of members of security to protect not only sp- not only protect the uh, people that are attending or the people that are protesting, all those people, but to protect Spencer himself. Who they didn't even want there. Yeah. Um, and they had to pay for the whole thing. Good Lord. This Spencer's organization organization wasn't paying for it. Um, the state of Florida wasn't going to pay for it. Uh, and so it must have been the dean of the, of the university. Yeah, the state of Florida. The city wasn't going to pay for it. The state wasn't going to pay for it. And the federal government wasn't going to fucking pay for it. So the this, this university had to pay for all that security themselves. And they didn't even want him there. That's dumb. Yeah. Anyway, um, pet cemetery. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tentative yes. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be hard, or it's not going to be easy to make a <laughs> worse pet cemetery. <laughs> just because the, I mean, the main actors are just not good, and it's like the. The original is, I don't know, it's just, it didn't age well, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there's that. Let's, let's move on. So, the son of the late George Romero has decided to take on the zombie mantle. Uh, Cameron Romero announced his new film is going to be called Rise of the Living Dead. Uh, it was originally called oh, Origins. Uh, it was originally called Origins back in 2014. Um, it raised $30,000 on Indiegogo and was never heard from again. Oops. <laughs> and people went... 
Hey, uh, Cameron, about that money I gave you. Uh, excuse me? Excuse me? Uh, but he is now pushing forward with the movie uh, per... Oh, bless his heart. Per Cameron Romero's Facebook page. He said, even though I'm not a, quote, precious artist, this one is special. This one is mine. This one is my love letter to my dad. This one is the prelude to Night, meaning Night of the Living Dead, uh, the film that created pop culture phenomenon, the film that created the pop culture phenomenon that has inspired thousands of filmmakers from backyard auteurs to $180 million features to the single longest running and most successful show in the history of television. What? He's not talking about Walking Dead, is he? I'm sure he is. That's not an accurate statement at all. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, definitely not longest running. Simpsons is still on. Yeah. And, you know, like those soap operas that started in the 50s. Peaky Blinders. What? Peaky Blinders. It's a British show. It's been on for like 50 years. Has it? I think so. I swear that's what I was told. I could be wrong. I mean, I, was, I, I may have been lied to. I've seen like two or three seasons on Netflix, but I didn't know if there was anything beyond that. I, I was probably lied to. Okay. Uh, Robert Kurtzman has expressed his excitement to deliver something y'all ain't never seen before with this one. I would like to make sure to reiterate that that is a quote from Cameron Romero. I don't use the word y'all. Every, uh, everybody in New Orleans says y'all. I, th- I may oh, have said I that before, but everyone. Like at a restaurant. How y'all doing? At a bar. It's like, what well, can I get y'all? You should start using the word wall. Wall have a... Wall. <laughs> should W apostrophe A-L-L. Yeah. Uh, he also says this film will be everything it needs to be. It will be unapologetic. Whatever that means. Unapologetic. Um, so maybe it's like unapologetic, kind of like how um, Survival of the Dead and Diary of the Dead were absolute shit and George Romero just didn't care. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to apologize for making bad movies. I'm <laughs> no. sorry. Uh, so what is Rise of the Living Dead about, you ask? Nope. I'm glad you asked, Tony. I didn't ask. In 1962, Dr. Ryan Cartwright was on the scientific and altruistic path to find a way for humans to sustain life in the event of MAD, or Mutual Assured Destruction, Bay of Pigs. A huge topic brought on by the Cuban Missile Crisis, Bay of Pigs. The CMC. As it it was known. (laughs) People call it that all the time. Little did he know that over the course of the next several years of his life, he would take a well-funded and military-focused journey to the darkest corners of the world as he creates the ultimate weapon for the government and a curse that will plague mankind for the rest of days. So it kind of sounds like there's going to be very few zombies in this. Yeah. You remember how people always said, you know what's great about Night of the Living Dead? How they never explain (laughs) how the zombies were created. And Cameron was like, challenge accepted. (laughs) I'm sure if George was alive, he'd probably be like, uh, no, what are, you, what are you doing? I mean, apparently George called this script brilliant. Oh, well. He also said Walking Dead was garbage, so fuck him. George Romero said a lot of R- things. R- R.I.P. One love. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not super stoked on this. No, it sounds dumb. Night of the Living Dead doesn't need a prequel. No, it not at all. I mean, like, there have been... Um, only people like my girlfriend care where the virus came from. <laughs> um, there are, you know, re- or Night of the Living Dead movies that have been made just because it's 
uh, public domain um, that try to explain where the virus came from. But it's like, it's not canon. Like, yeah. nobody cares. But when this one that I think will probably be considered more canon than the others, to, uh, I mean, I don't know. It just seems blasphemous. I mean, it's his kid, so if anybody's going to do it, it, I guess. Although then you got Road of the Dead, which is being made by his AD, so. Is he finishing that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, did you, you, you watch, I mean, you're up on Walking Dead. You've been watching the season. I have not watched episode two yet. Oh, okay. Well, beside the point, episode one, do you notice the end credits? It said in, in memory of George Romero, mm-hmm. the guy who berated our Just show shit multiple about him times. Time, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, good for them for being the bigger people, but still. I mean, he, you know, he had a huge influence on that show, whether he wanted to admit it or not. I guess. I'm not that mature, though, I guess. <laughs> Our, dedicated to the memory of George Romero, we win. <laughs> um, All right, so that's that going to do it for Horror Business. No more Horror Business. That no was, mohobu. That was a hard one. That's what she said. You can't do it to yourself. That's what she said. Thank you. <laughs> but I can do it to myself all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tony's just setting himself up for jokes constantly. That's my life. That's what I do. All right. So um, you want to talk about some movies? Let's talk about some movies. So they gave me these two keys. I can't take them off. I have to carry around two giant fucking keys in my pocket all the time. It's like one is a keychain. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I don't know what the science was behind this. Because these cars, I, I mean I know as an owner myself, these cars come with two keys. So that means they don't have a key for their own car now. <laughs> I mean, so like if you just keep it, they can't come collect it. If I, if I lose the key, then they're going to like have to get new ones made. Sucks for them. Which is stupid. And it's like, I don't want two fucking keys. <laughs> what, what good is that going to do me? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, like it's I not like if you lose one, you have a backup because exactly. they're tied together. <laughs> I mean, I can understand if like, if maybe this one was like attached to this and I could separate it somehow. But no. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> and I have this car for another week because my car's not going to be done until Monday. Or not not this coming Monday, uh, the next Monday. Mm. The Monday after that Monday. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> I can sense your compassion. Okay. So we have two movies to talk about. Movies. Movies. From space. <laughs> no, not from space. Two new movies. Newbies. We haven't. T- <laughs> God damn it. We haven't talked about new movies in a while. No. I mean, Octoberama and even our episodes leading up to Octoberama have all been old movies. So um, back to no spoilers. It's going to be 
It's going to be a hard one. <laughs> That's what she said. A uh, uh, couple movies that are available now for your streaming pleasure. Yep. Just like porn. Yep. <laughs> what, do you want, what do you want to talk about first? Why do I pick? Because I always pick. That's your job, man. Your job. Job. <laughs> um, let's talk about Cult of Chucky. I was six. My babysitter was murdered. And they never caught him? Justice was done. Wanna play? The murders were real. Chucky never was. That's right. He was a fantasy. A delusion. Are you feeling better now? I don't blame you for being afraid. I was very ill. Chucky told me. He's coming for you. It's important that we all explore it together as a group. I think I have something that will help. Whoa. Hi. I'm Chucky. Wanna play? First, he'll kill each and every one of you in the most horrible ways you can imagine. And then he'll kill me, too. Come to mommy. Oh, God. Are you afraid of the truth? Terrified. You should be, too. Night, night. <laughs> and they call me sick? Wait a minute, there's two of them? True classic never goes out of style. <laughs> All right, so Cult of Chucky, like I said, brand new movie, um, just came out a few weeks ago uh, on VOD. I mean, it's it's there's home media too, but like the interesting thing was is Don Mancini released it on Netflix and other VOD sources, but on Netflix you can watch it as part of your streaming subscription. But it's not the unrated version. Yeah, and it's missing the stinger at the end of the credits. Right. We watched the unrated version. We did. So um, if you feel a little lost at some point, that's probably why. Or maybe we're just confusing. That's the, that's, that's plausible. That's probably the one. Um, anyway, so yeah, this is... Uh, Written and directed by Don Mancini. That's the one. Series creator. Right. Um, returns, uh, or brings back the characters of uh, Brad Dorf as Chucky, of course. Uh, Fiona Dorf playing, um, uh, what's her fucking name? Nika. Nika. Is it Nika or Mika? Nika. Nika, okay. Um, and, of course, Alex Vincent returning is playing Andy. Andy um, Barkley as I live and breathe. Yeah, and like the original Andy from uh, Child's Play 1 and 2. So uh, that was... I mean, he was uh, in the stinger at the end of um, Curse of Chucky, mm -hmm. which was, everybody was just like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Andy. And now, you know, he comes back in this movie and you think he's going to be a lot more prominent role than he actually was. Yeah, not really. He's like barely in it. Um, but anyway, this takes place four years after the events of Cult of Chucky. Curse um, of Chucky. Uh, this Curse is Cult of Chucky. Chucky. This is Curse of Chucky. No, this is Cult of Chucky. <laughs> Stop it. You're throwing me off. You're saying the wrong thing. You're throwing me off a game. Uh, it starts out with Andy. Uh, he's on a on a date, and the date knows who he is. They know his, she knows his history. The fact that uh, 
his you know his babysitter was killed um his mother was killed uh 37 other people were killed yeah um and even though he insisted that it was a doll that did it naturally nobody believed him um so he's got all these murders attached to him obviously no evidence pointing towards him so that's why he's walking free but it's just, you know, when you hear somebody's had 37 people murdered around them, you get a little suspicious and uneasy. So they part ways. He pretty much knows that uh, it's, just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> he goes home uh, and uh, decides he's going to cool his heels with uh, his old pal Chucky. <laughs> now, anybody that saw Cursed Chucky, there's a little bit of spoilers here. Um, in fact, I mean, there might be a lot of spoilers for Curse of Chucky because this is a sequel. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, so be aware. If you haven't seen Curse of Chucky, I would recommend watching that first uh, and then come back to us. But so um, you remember you remember in the uh, stinger at the end of Curse of Chucky, uh, Chucky has himself mailed to Andy. And when he pops out of the box, Andy already knew he was there. So he pulls out a shotgun and blows him away well now we know that that head of chucky is still alive he pulls him out of the safe and um and his like half of his head's missing he looks just like really fucked up um he got all kinds of like nails and shit in his head yeah he's he's like his head is nailed to like a post yeah like like a like a statue or a um, a bust or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's like part of his head's like held together with a chain. (laughs) Um, he just looks really fucked up, but he's still an asshole. Oh yeah. Um, now this, this might've been answered in a previous movie and I just don't have the memory, but why does Chucky bleed? Because he found, uh, that the longer he stayed in the doll body, the more he was becoming that doll. Okay. So the doll body was essentially becoming human. Okay. That's why he... Um, there was a sense of urgency. I think it, I think that was first covered in Child's Play 2. Um, and it was... If, if I'm remembering this right, and I, I might be wrong, but I think he found that the only person that he could transfer his body to... Um, or because his body was destroyed mm-hmm. and he's becoming this doll. And the only person that he could transfer his essence, his, his soul into was the body of the first person he revealed himself to, which was Andy. Andy yeah. Um, so that's why Andy was kind of like the recurring character for so long. Got it. Um, and it's, it's been a while since I've watched the first, or like the original three movies. So um, I might be remembering that wrong. Anyway, um, yeah, so Andy's just kind of like been out of shape from his bad date, and Chucky's being a prick about it. So Andy sits down with a dube, takes a few hits, shares it with Chucky, and then Chucky runs his mouth about something. So uh, (laughs) Andy opens up his little torture cabinet, which has got just like knives and and just all kinds of scalpels and. Yeah, just like all these different implements of torture, including a blowtorch. And so he sparks that up and goes over and just starts burning the shit out of Chucky's face. And 
he's left there screaming because he's just ahead. <laughs> um, and then we flash to uh, a, I mean, it's never, never really clear exactly what it is, some kind of maximum security facility uh, for, to Nika, who, of course, was the character from Curse of Chucky. You do find out that Nika is Chucky's illegitimate daughter. No, that's wrong. That is wrong. Why did I think that was? I wrong? don't know. Anyway, but Chucky did kill Nika's mom. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah, and so Nika is in this maximum security. I think it's a. Is it? I think it's a mental psych ward. Psych ward. Yeah. Um. Because they all think she's the one that murdered. Right. Because there was obviously no evidence of Chucky at the end of Curse of Chucky. Um, the police came and find her entire family dead, except for her um, niece. Yeah. Uh, so naturally, she gets blamed for it. So she, she spent the last four years in this mental institution being treated for her condition. And now she's been thoroughly convinced, or at least plays it off as such, that uh, Chucky was an apparition. Um, that she killed her family and basically, like, she refers. Well, they think that Chucky is like a uh, uh, split personality. That, right. that she's a schizophrenic and Chucky's another one of her personalities. Yeah. And she mentioned, like, uh, her doctor kind of has her start spouting off this mantra where she says that, you know, Chucky was basically a mask I wore. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so she, uh, because of her kind of good behavior, She, her doctor recommends that she's transferred to a minimum security. Uh, medium security. Medium security, sorry. She's not that good yet. <laughs> um, yeah, moves her to a medium security facility, um, which just looks almost more uncomfortable than the place she was in because it's just like all, everything's white and sanitary. It looks like the inside of a spaceship or something. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, everything does seem a lot more lax there. She seems more uh, comfortable with her surroundings. Um, at the beginning, she seemed really, I don't know, dispirited, I guess, and broken. Yeah. But now it seems like she's trying to, like being in this new facility, she's like kind of getting a little bit of herself back, um, feeling more like a human, I guess. Um. So when she arrives here, she starts going to group therapy with, was it four other people? Um, I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, and the other patients is Malcolm. He has uh, multiple multiple personalities. Um, Angela, who's an old woman, who thinks she's dead, which is funny because when Nika meets her in the, in the day room, she says, can you see me? Nika's like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, that's good. None of the others can see me. Don't worry. I won't hurt you. It's like, oh, you're one of those. Her interaction with Chucky is so good. When Chucky, she's like trying to convince Chucky that she's a ghost. And he's like, I'm a doll <laughs> walking past you holding a very sharp uh, scalpel. <laughs> and she's just like going off about how she's a ghost. And he's like, you know what? You're next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have fucking time for this. Um. Anyway, so because of Chucky and his effect on Nika, her doctor introduces a good guy's doll who also happens to be named Chucky. 
because they had uh was it 50 names he said or 30 50 i think um and he said like 20 percent of the ones sold or 20 percent of the ones in existence are named chucky so he just found a chucky doll he paid extra to get a chucky right um so he introduces it into the group therapy and um another patient what was her name Damn it. I was looking at all the names. Madeline. Madeline, thank you. Um, this is a woman who smothered her son to death, and that's why she's in the Institute. Um, she takes the good guy doll and and starts cuddling it like it's a child. She's like, it's my baby. Right. Um, but, yeah, it almost feels like the, the doctor, what was his name? Dr. something or other. Yep. Dr. Foley. Um, bang bang. <laughs> yep. Dr. Mick Foley. That's, that wasn't his name. <laughs> Should have been. <laughs> uh yeah, Dr. Foley um tries to use the Chucky doll to kind of um I don't know open Nika up a little more, I guess. Um but Nika's like I said, either playing playing the role really well. Um, as somebody who accepts the reality that's been forced on her, or the, she still secretly knows the truth. She knows that Chucky killed her family, but she also is conscious of the fact that she can't tell anybody that. Um, and I guess we never really know. They never really say that yeah. until, it, until it becomes clear that Chucky is actually in the building. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, um, is that Chucky's in the building. Nobody really knows how he got in there because we just saw him on Andy's table as a severed head. You're right. So how the fuck can Chucky be in this hospital? Um, and I guess I, I don't know how much of this I should reveal because I feel like the way he got into the hospital is a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, kind of. Fuck. I, sometimes I really fucking hate our spoiler policy. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> so something happens, and then there are two Chuckies. Three Chuckies. Four. Four Chuckies. Yep. And three of them are in the hospital. Uh, and they're just slowly picking off all these patients. But Nika's freaking out because she doesn't have... You know, she has no idea how Chucky got there in the first place. And then until she sees all three of them together, she doesn't even realize that there are multiples. Yeah. Well, because the, the, the first one was brought by the doctor. The second one was brought by Tiffany. Mm-hmm. That's right. Tiffany was involved. She actually somehow became uh, her nie- Nika's niece, Alice, um, the, the only other survivor from the first movie. She comes to the hospital because she is Alice's guardian somehow. Yeah. That's never really gone into. Um, but she just kind of drops, casually drops it on her that she's dead. I like how Nika is like, you're Tiffany Valentine? Has anyone ever told you you look a lot like Jennifer Tilly? Yeah, and I thought that was kind of ham-fisted, honestly. I don't know. I mean, it was funny, but it just seemed like it was I mean, it's kind gr- of a gratuitous. It's kind of a, like a shout-out to Seed of Chucky, I suppose. I don't know. Anyway, I, honestly, I think I've explained about as much of this as I can without 
going to spoil the territory. Yeah. So what do you think? I loved it. Really? Yeah, I really liked it. I didn't. Really? Yeah. How come? Um, I thought it was really fucking corny. Like, not child's play corny. Just, like, really poorly done movie corny. <laughs> there was a lot of things that I thought they, like, kind of skipped over really quickly. And I was like, that feels like it should be more important. Yeah. Um. But no, I really liked it. I there was, uh, you know, as it was going on, I was I found myself being like, you know, what the fuck is going on? And then it would reveal itself, and I'd be like, oh, what? See, I didn't, I didn't like it. Well, I, I, I did. The the reason that there were multiple Chuckies, I didn't like that reason. I thought it was kind of. That was one of the things that was it was really glazed over. I, yeah, and like I thought the 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 reason behind it. I mean, regardless of its lack of explanation i thought the reason behind it was just lazy that's fair <laughs> um and yeah man because you know we both pretty much gushed over um of curse of chucky mm-hmm. thought it was just awesome a return to form really brought back the spirit of the original child's play movies and then you know we're super excited for this one and i don't know i just felt really let down see i don't i don't think this is better than curse but i i still feel like it was it's still, uh, I mean, I, like you said, return to form, I guess is it's, you know, it, it's different obviously than the, the first, the first couple, but, um, I thought like totally it, it was more along the lines of those than the schlock middle movies. Well, yeah. Like, you know, Bride and Seed were awful. Yeah. Child's Play 3 was not that great. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first and second one are, they reign supreme. Mm-hmm. I will reign supreme. <laughs> as soon as I drink these here beers. Ready to rumble. That's a good impression of Joey Pants doing an impression of <laughs> Oliver Platt. <laughs> um, and something about Chucky. You know, I thought something seemed different about him, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think maybe it's just better animatronics because it, it looked like it was mostly practical. Mm-hmm. Um, something about it seemed off. <laughs> yeah, I agree, but I can't put my finger on what it was. I really don't know. My only guess is that it, like his face had more emotion to it. Maybe. Like they're capable of like, you know, making, you know, putting more emotion into his eyes, you know, making his mouth move better. That's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, I don't know. It didn't look bad. It just was weird. Yeah, it was just different somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it felt like they used less CGI on him than they did in Curse. Yeah. And I may be wrong. Maybe maybe I just didn't notice it as much. But <clears throat> I feel like they used a lot of CGI in general, which was a disappointing. Like, especially at the end when they're driving away. It's like you couldn't just find a snowy... This was filmed in Canada. You couldn't just find a snowy area to drive off into the distance. The, what, the car was CGI? The, the, the whole backdrop was CGI. Oh, I guess I didn't notice. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and, but I mean, main thing that I just didn't really care for was just the story in general. Like, I didn't like the way it was done. Um, I didn't like that Andy was barely included because um, it really geared you up not only from the end of Curse of Chucky, but also from the trailers for this. Really made you feel like Andy was going to be like a much more uh, integral character. Yeah, and he really wasn't. Like he is in the beginning. He's in part of the middle. And then he somehow manages to get locked up in the mental institution where he tries to... Is he trying to rescue Nico? Was that what it was? Or just trying to get, get to her? I'm not sure. I don't remember if, he, if it was specific to Nico or if he just was like trying to get Chucky. Maybe. Because he did send a Chucky doll there. Yeah. like when He had a good guy's doll. Uh, and you know, later on, it makes it seem like he was aware of what what the plan was the whole time. Like Chucky and Tiffany's plan. That's true. So I don't know. It just got really confusing, I guess. And I think that's that's essentially what it boils down to. I was just confused. I feel like the plot just didn't flow well. Hmm. I liked it. I thought it was good. Why did you like it? Like I said, I, I thought that it would it did a good job of like creating a mystery and then kind of unraveling the mystery slowly. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. <clears throat> I thought Fiona Dorff was very good in it. Sure. Yeah. She, I mean, she, especially in the, at the end, which I can't really discuss, but yeah, that's stuff that we texted about. Yeah. I, 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 found, I found that very entertaining. Yeah. That was just, very funny. What you were not funny, but like, you know, what you were, what we talked about specifically, that was cool. I didn't know how I felt about that whole thing as a whole. Yeah. And then in the end, they just like just left it wide open for another one. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I'm very. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I can't get my mind wrapped it around it fully, I guess. And it's not like it was like a, a cerebral movie or something. I just, yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like I really didn't like it, but I'm trying to find reasons to like it. Yeah. Hmm. When the Chuckies were interacting with each other, it was kind of, I don't know, it seemed like they were like trying to be funny and it just wasn't. Yeah. That's a, that was another thing. A lot of the jokes kind of felt yeah just flopped. I mean, like I said, I really liked Chucky's interaction with uh, what was her name, Angela, the old woman. Yeah, but aside from that, it, it wasn't really like your usual Chucky. Yeah, and it's, that's, like vulgar jokes and that's what I like. I was saying earlier, I feel like the writing was just lazy. Yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, I don't want to talk you out of liking it, um, but it's good because you won't. <laughs> okay. I liked it. You can go fuck yourself. Well, fuck you. Um, anything else? Mm, no, not really. Okay. So what's your number? I'm going to say six. All right. Um, I'll probably just say four. No, five. I'll say five. Because it was, it was okay. I just don't think I'll watch it again. I'll probably... If I wanted to... If I want to rewatch 
a Chucky movie, it's going to be one of the first two or Curse of Chucky. Yeah. It's not going to be this one. Exactly. I, I enjoyed this one, but I didn't enjoy it as much as Curse. And I think I think I gave Curse a seven, so that's why I'm going with six on this one. Well, all right. All right, so we'll move along to the next movie. Creep 2. <laughs> Good one. Creeper. Creepier. I'm Sarah. Hey. Welcome to Encounters. Sunday morning. I'm Sarah. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Come in. The show where I look behind the strange world of online personal ads. What is their story? Who are these people? So subscribe and join me on this journey. You never know who you might meet next. Hello? turned 40. I've lost my inspiration. I have no joy. I'm having a hard time. What am I doing trying to make the films that I used to make? What if I make a documentary? And this is where you come in. I have no idea what I'm stepping into. Together, I believe we will make magic. Aaron, is that you? You are inspiring feelings in me. I don't know what to do. Oh my God. This is gonna be a good day. I'm very excited about it, okay? Sunday morning. Are you ready to go? Wow, you're tough not to crack. Okay, so Creep 2, the sequel to Creep 1. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't called Creep 1. It's like, just, just called Creep. But you can call it Creep 1. You can now, <laughs> retroactively. Or you can, you can call anything, you know, n- number one, because maybe there'll be a sequel someday. Like, um, like uh, Demolition Man 1. <laughs> you could. <laughs> that is a thing you could do. <laughs> So, uh, at the very beginning of Creep 2, we see that our old pal Joseph from Creep 1 is still up to his old antics. He's hanging out with some guy named Dave. His dopender from uh, Deadpool. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, you know, he sends him the, the baby wolf that he sent to Aaron in the first one. And it's got a little camera in it. And then he he's basically sitting there telling this guy Dave that he he's sad of what their friendship has become mm-hmm. because when they met they were they were kismet they were hot and heavy <laughs> which i thought was an odd phrase to use yeah when you're not talking about romantically or sexually but there's a little bit of homoeroticism actually kind of laden throughout the movie just little hints of it there wasn't the first one too yeah i mean yeah probably a little more so i guess yeah, yeah. Yeah, he basically says, you know, we we just we hang out every once in a while now, and I just feel like we're not as good of friends as we could be, and and uh, then you know, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that he just slashes his throat, right? 
sprays his butt over the wall, and then he's just he's just kind of sitting there going, "What am I doing? <laughs> just like, what am I doing with my life?" And so then you know we get the uh, the opening credits, and things kick off with a woman named Sarah who hosts a web series called Encounters, where she goes on Craigslist and tries to find just the most depraved and weird and fucked up guys looking for companionship. Uh, not always sexually. Some guys just want to like meditate together or one guy just wants to be held like a baby mm-hmm. and have his head stroked because people are weird. Yeah. There are weird people out there. There are. Most of them are on the internet. Yeah. I mean, that is where the weird people of the world convene. Yep. <laughs> and so she sees this ad one day and it just says videographer wanted $1,000, one day's work. Uh, I mean, this, sorry, this is like after she realizes that, <laughs> that her show sucks. Yeah, nobody's fucking watching her show. Yeah. And, you know, I think I, we can really. I was going to say, we know bit. that feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she sees that. It just says videographer, $1,000, one day's work. Can't scare easily. Fans of Interview with a Vampire a plus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as somebody in the movie, that would probably seem weird. But as a viewer, having seen the first movie, like it's like okay, yeah, he's he's a fucking weirdo. So <laughs> so of course, Interview with a Vampire is some kind of prerequisite, <laughs> right? So she texts him, and uh, you know, he just says, well, "What's your name?" And she contemplates giving him a fake name but then just says oh my name is sarah he's like that's kind of the name of my favorite song and my mind was immediately like sarah sarah you know that song sarah nope yeah but it wasn't that song but anyways um, well maybe that's something i just made up then <laughs> uh and then he just says you know I, I think we should meet and so she goes to his house which is a different house than the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now calling himself Aaron, which was his victim from the first movie. Yep. And she goes there and he, uh, you know, he's telling her all this stuff. Does he, he tells her he's a serial killer first thing, right? Um, I mean, more or less. Yeah. I think it's like the first thing he says, like he, he says, you know, tell me about yourself. And then he says, okay, well, here's about me. I'm a serial killer. Yeah. I've killed 30, 39 people. But now I'm turning 40 and I'm just not getting the thrill that I used to. And so I want to make a documentary about my life. And that's why that's why you're here. And then he's like, wait a second. Runs upstairs. Comes back downstairs wearing nothing but a towel. <laughs> this is so weird. He's like, you know, men in locker rooms, they, they run around, they snap each other in the genitals with towels. They don't think anything of it. That doesn't happen. <laughs> At least not any locker room I've been in. Like, you know, women go to changing rooms and they'll change in front of each other and not think of anything of it. But between men and women, there's always this wall of, I wonder what you look like naked. And I feel like we, we if we're going to do this, we need to break that wall down right from the beginning. And she's like, yeah, okay, boom, towel's gone. Like, <laughs> just immediately. And it's like, oh, that's Mark Duplass's dick yep. on screen. Just right there, staring you in the face. <laughs> He's like almost doing like the Captain Morgan thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like he doesn't know how to stand. Yeah. And uh, and so then she's just like, okay, my turn. And she strips down naked. Mm-hmm. Which he didn't seem like he was expecting. Yeah. He, like he, he she kind of matched his crazy a little bit. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think she was doing that on purpose. Yeah. Just because she wanted to make a good film. Yeah. So Yeah, she goes to the bathroom and she's like, okay, 
I've been here 15 minutes and this guy's dick has already been in my face. <laughs> All my red flags have been, have been raised. I should run, but I need to make a good episode of Encounters. <laughs> and she's like, I'm about 90% sure this guy is not a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. But of course, we, the audience, know he totally is. Yeah, he definitely is. He's, he's, also, he's killed at least one person. He's also a, a creep. Yes. At least two. Right. I mean, if you've seen the first one. He killed Dopinder. <laughs> yeah. And he does show her the video of him killing Aaron. Yeah. That sickening thwack with mm-hmm. the axe. And so, yeah, they basically, uh, they go through this adventure where he, uh, you know, he goes th- through this, you know, he tries to tell his story, uh, but everything just keeps going wrong. And then he finally decides he, he wants, he wants her to kill him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. As one would. And they kind of have a back and forth. And like I said, a, a lot of times she just matches his crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think a big part of it is that she doesn't believe him. Yeah. And I mean, you know, she hosts this show, which is centered around dealing with weird people. So I feel like she would probably be more prepared than most to deal with him. But yeah, I think a, a big part of that is definitely the fact that she doesn't fully believe that he is actually a serial killer. Yeah. I like how when they're, when they're driving to the, the, where he wants to do this shoot, and he's just like driving with the peach fuzz mask on. <laughs> and he's like, what do you think of my mask? She's like, well, as a passenger, I don't like you wearing it while you're driving. <laughs> and he's like, but isn't it scary? <laughs> She's like, no, it's cute. Yeah. Yeah, she just, throughout the entire movie, she really disarms him. Yeah. Like, you know, you think about the first movie with um, Aaron, you know, a lot of things he did weirded Aaron out. And I feel like, you know, Joseph at the time was feeding off of that. But everything weird that he did that he did in this one, Sarah was like bouncing it back to him mm-hmm. and like he didn't know how to handle it. Well, yeah, like right from the beginning, you know, in, in the first one, he kept jumping out at Aaron mm-hmm. and scaring him. He tries to do that in this one, and Sarah's just like, You got that out of your system now? Like, yeah, are you can, can we go? Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he just kind of gets very emotional throughout the movie. Uh, you know, he gets very depressed. He's turning 40. He's just has no passion in his work anymore. Mm-hmm. But he keeps calling it like his job. I'm like, who pays you? <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't want to give away the ending. So uh, that's about all I got. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. I, I mean... I still like the first one better. Mm-hmm. Me too. But um, I thought this was a good continuation. Um, it, it stayed true to the just the weirdness of the original. This one, I feel, is a lot more of just like him being creepy. Right. Whereas the first one, he's he's kind of a little more scary. Yeah. I mean, there was a challenge, was an inherent challenge in making this one, because in the first one, you don't know right off the bat that he's a killer. True. You like, don't know. You don't know if what he's saying is true or if he's crazy. Well, he never really talks about killing anyone. That's true. I mean, it's it's been a while since I've watched it, but, but to my recollection, he doesn't actually talk about being a killer at all. He talks about. I, I think he does at the very end. He says he's going to kill Aaron. 
I think mean, maybe that maybe that could be. Um, but I feel like Aaron would have gone to that park if he had, or if he said he was going to kill him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But I don't remember. Regardless, um, you know, there, like I said, there's an inherent challenge in making a sequel because if you're going to use the same character, you already know he's a killer. So, like, the suspense and the surprise from the original is gone. So how do you continue that? It's like, oh, well, you put it right out there that he's a silly killer. But you bring in a new person that doesn't quite believe that he is, but is game enough to follow him around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really uh, a, a good approach. I mean, like, probably the best approach you could make. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Bryce, who is the writer and director, and he also played Aaron in the first one, uh, he said that this, this because it's going to be a, a trilogy. Uh-huh. They're already talking about part three. But it, he says it's going to be their Evil Dead. He says, you know, Evil Dead, we tried all this stuff. Some of it didn't work. It's like, so in this one, we kind of took the things that didn't work out, kind of redid, redid some stuff. And then he says part three is going to be Army of Darkness. <laughs> I don't know what that means. If it's just going to be like batshit off the wall or <laughs> slapstick. <laughs> yeah. But I'm eager to find out. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'm still just like really impressed with Mark Duplass, um, who you know I've seen on shows like the uh, the League. Uh, was it the Mindy Project? I think he was on for a while. Um, He's on Big Mouth. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Um, and you know he he plays like these straight characters. I mean, you know, especially on the League, he's obviously has. has a comedic edge to him, but he's more or less just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the first one came out, I wasn't convinced that I could take him seriously as a villain, but I, I mean, I was proved wrong and like, it's still just so weird to me to see him play this kind of character. That's not only a killer, you know, kind of like an evil person basically, but just so off the wall. Yeah. Just so weird. Um, yeah. And I mean, this movie does a good, does a good job as well as the first one of really making you feel uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Um, this one more for different reasons, I think. Um, I think, for me, this one it was like sitting around waiting for the time, waiting for the time when he's going to kill Sarah. We, we, like you know, he says right from the beginning, he's like, "I guarantee you that in these next twenty four hours, I will not kill you." <laughs> yeah, and then later he says, "You know, I told you I wasn't going to kill you," and she said, "Well, no, you said you wouldn't kill me in the next twenty four hours." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, you, you, good <laughs> catch." Um, there's like a couple parts, and I'm, I'm I'll apologize ahead of time if these are spoilers but like there's a part where he's he basically is you know the genesis of his behavior is when he was 15 years old he met this band and then ended up leaving with this guy who drove him to the woods and handcuffed him or made him dig his own grave and then like tied tied up his hands and said you know i'm, I'm gonna kill you but he ended up getting out and killing this guy. Mm-hmm. But then later they're playing two truths and a lie. And his one lie is he says he's never kissed a woman, which first of all, he's wearing a wedding ring throughout the entire movie. Right. And that was the thing in the first movie, which he, I kept waiting for an explanation for. Well, in the first movie, he says that he was married. That's true. And that he has a son. 
Um, we don't really know if either of those things are true. Anything he says is true. Yeah. He's kind of like um, the Joker in that way. Yeah. Or more, more like, um, well, I'd say the comic Joker, but as far as like movies go, more like Heath Ledger Joker. Mm-hmm. It's where you just don't know where he's coming from. Yeah. But at that same time, he says that he never kissed a girl because he was institutionalized from 14 to 19. Right. But he said he was 15 when he encountered this man. So like... Yeah, just things. At least one of those isn't true. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't really know where he's coming from or why. Yeah. I mean, aside from That's him the other just, thing. just being insane. I mean, like, you know, a lot of killers have motivation of some sort, even serial killers. Mm-hmm. Like, they are insane, but not... Um, I don't know. Like they're they have they're cognizant. Like they have thoughts. I mean, I don't there's, know. there's some kind of driving force. Yeah, I mean, like aside from just being like having a you know a killer's drive, they're more or less just normal people. Mm-hmm. They're not like crazy or insane like um, like uh, Charles Manson. You know, yeah. that, that kind of thing. Or just batshit bat shit crazy, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, you, you never really know why. Like, what is driving him to do this? Mm-hmm. The only thing you really have to go on is the story that he tells, which may be bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So. And he also has uh, trichotillomania, which is where you pull your hair out, which I... Yeah, is that I, what I, it is? <laughs> I don't have it. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, if I do, it's a very, very low level. But yes, I do have a tendency to pull out my beard hairs. Yeah. But I don't, like, pull my hair out of my head or my eyebrows or anything. Yeah. I think I'd be a little more concerned if you started doing that. Yeah. And I also was reading something that was saying that, like, um, people who have that, like, get off on watching it. And, like, in the video, they were showing people, like, plugging stuff. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> it disgusts me that there are things on the internet like that. Just people plucking out their hairs. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, there are videos of, isn't your girlfriend? Pimple popping? Yeah, pimple, and, yeah. Your girlfriend watches those. No. Who is that? My sister, maybe? My sister's gross like that. She loves <laughs> popping pimples. Ugh. Yeah, it's fucking foul. Like, what? How could you fucking do that? Yeah, that's so disgusting. Yeah. I bet Aaron or Joseph or whatever, he probably gets off on pimple (laughs) popping. That's another thing. You don't know what his name is. Yeah. I mean, just the simplest thing like that. You don't know what his real name is. I think it happened really quickly, but I think at the beginning with the Dave guy or the guy from Deadpool, (laughs) when he answers the door, it sounds like he calls him Tim. Okay. But I'm I'm not sure. He may have just said something that sounded like Tim. And even if he was Tim, that very easily could have been another fake name. Yeah. So, because he was obviously, you know, catfishing or whatever we want to call it. That <laughs> <guy too. laughs> yeah. And that's just, that's the thing about this character is that he's absolutely an enigma. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Like he tells you so much about himself, but really you don't know anything about him. Yeah. Because he gives you zero reason to believe that, that is who he is. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, I compare him to like the Joker. It's like, you know, I mean, you don't know the Joker's backstory, but you know who he is. You know what his driving forces are. Like he just, he gets off on killing. He likes to destroy things. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Exactly. With with Aaron slash Joseph slash Tim. We don't know why. Or we don't know really what his what his game is. Other than just being a, a serial killer. I don't know. It's Yeah, it's like that that's all his identity. Yeah. I mean like you don't like he, he doesn't he's not even clear with his past like she he at one point he shows her shows sarah the video where he kills aaron the the end of the first one Mm -hmm. and you know as they're watching she says who's that he's like oh that's my friend like well he wasn't really your friend yeah (laughs) he barely knew you actually uh in this one they added this thing where he would whistle the peach fuzz theme <laughs> and that was creepy as fuck i might look like a big bad wolf <laughs> but i'm as friendly as a rabbit and i'd make a very good friend <laughs> <laughs> so were you as disappointed as i was by no tubby time I actually like legitimately thought there was going to be tubby time. Oh, when he came down in a towel, I thought he was going to say, hey, let's go upstairs for a second. Let's go, let's go have some tubby time. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I was not. I was not disappointed. Sorry. Um, when he came down in the towel and then he dropped it, it's like, you know, when she stood up and she's like, okay, it's my turn. Start stripping down. I'm like, all right. It's like, I didn't really want to see her naked particularly, but I'm like, all right, well, I just had to take in, take in dick through my eye holes. <laughs> I want some, some, uh, retribution some here. palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see some boobs. God damn it. And then like, as she's stripping, like he's like zooming in on yeah. her face. So you actually don't see anything. So I just felt you do for like a split second. Yeah, I guess you did. Yeah. And you also saw her hairy armpits. Right. That's kind of what made me not want to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that sounds anti-feminist, but I don't care. <laughs> and then, like he listens to this fucking jam band song, just on repeat. That's called "Sarah Likes Her Juicy Fruit," <laughs> which, by the way, both these movies feature juicy fruit. Does it? Yeah, remember? Uh, oh, Carlos gives Nika the gum. I thought you meant <laughs> creep one. Oh. No, Creep 2 and Cult of Chucky. Right, yeah. So she gives a piece of Malcolm and he's like, oh, Juicy Fruit. Because Juicy Fruit is the bomb. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> juicy Fruit is like super good for about three seconds and then it tastes like old cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so juicy, dude. For like three seconds. <laughs> it's like the gushers of gum. You just get that immediately immediate burst of flavor and then you're just like, why is this still in my mouth? <laughs> That's why you put another piece in. You just got like a big Pete Carroll wad of gum. Yeah. <laughs> like you got a tumor in your cheek. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, she she hangs on a lot longer than I would. Yeah, God. I mean, 
if I came into a house and a guy just right off the bat told me that he was a serial killer, whether or not I believed him, I'd just be like, uh, head out. Especially when he's like, you know, if, if you're not into it, you can just take, you can have your money and leave. Be like, yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to give me a thousand dollars to not do anything. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to take that and, uh, I'll see you around. Yep. So, anything else to say about this? Uh, not not enough peach fuzz. Yeah, you like your beef, peach fuzz. I do like some peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> he does put on the mask and tell her to cut off his head at one point. <laughs> yeah, he really desperately wants her wants her to kill him. He was super into it. Yeah, so he puts on the peach fuzz mask so she doesn't have to look at his face. <laughs> Lays down on a table and gives her an, or gives her an axe and lays down on a table. Tells her to cut through his neck because there's very little bone. The head will come right off. Yeah, he's like, I just sharpened the axe. Should go right through. And then because she won't kill him, like he he wants her to kill him, like it's a rite of passage or something. Yeah. Um, kind of like pass you know passing the torch, and she won't do it. So his next logical plan is to hang himself from the rafters in front of her yeah and when she doesn't help him makes her complicit so his death will be so facto (laughs) so she'll be responsible for his murder by proxy (laughs) yeah you also find out at one point that he apparently thinks that he like takes people's powers when he kills them (laughs) you know when you kill a man in the dead of winter Steam rising from his wounds, said to be a spirit. Leaving the body. Does this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> yeah, like, like the, his trichotillomania is he apparently got that from the first person that he killed. <laughs> right? Yeah. So they're not like, you know, his courage or his strength, but just weird little quirks. Yeah. Weird. He's a weird fucking guy. It's, there's so much about him that's just... everything. Every single element of him is of him is weird. He's a creep. Hey, that's that's a good title. That's that's the show. <laughs> that's the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys should watch Big Mouth on Netflix. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I I thought it looked so dumb, and then like I saw who was in it, and I was like, oh, well, okay, yeah, I'll watch this. Uh, What's that commercial for Toyota? Yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't have been watching it when I got here. I probably never would have turned it on. So you're welcome. Well done, you. <laughs> um, okay. So are we done? I think we're done. Okay. Um, seven. Yeah. Same. I don't remember what I gave the first one. I want to say I gave it a six. Oh, even though I, I, the more I watch it, the more I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I watched it two or three times. And the more I watched it every, every time I liked it more and more. <laughs> But this one was, I, I, I do feel it's not as good as the first one, but it's definitely a worthy, worthy uh, follow-up. Yeah. If I rated this higher than the first one, which I enjoy more, then I, I don't know what to tell you. But <laughs> <laughs> sometimes first impressions can be wrong. Yeah. Fuck it. Sometimes we can be wrong. We're wrong a lot. We're pretty dumb. Yeah. You know, like I said, again, I'm going back and listening to all our old episodes and I listened to our Halloween, our very first Halloween episode. Reviewed Trick or Treat, um, 
the Carrie remake and the original Night of the Demons. And I talked so much shit about Night of the Demons. Like, I fucking love that movie. And I don't know why I talked so much shit about it. I felt like, like, it must have been because I wasn't being my true self. <laughs> and, like, I thought that, like, because it was, a like, a schlocky movie, I felt like I had to talk shit about it or something. Like, I, re- I really want to go back and re-review some of our old movies. <laughs> I mean, we've done that before. I know. I feel like we should do it again. We can but, talk about it. Maybe we should do, and I'm just spitballing here. Maybe we should do is have a second time around episode part two, Patreon picks. They pick from oh, like our f- okay. Let's say like a first ten, fifteen episodes. Okay, that's that's something we could do. We'll bang out the details. But- yeah, we'll bang it out. <laughs> we'll turn this off. And we'll bang it out. <laughs> We have a Patreon picks episode coming up. We do. So head over to uh, patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast, sign up, drop some money in the bucket, and uh, let us know what you want us to review. And close the door on your way out. Yeah. Also, make sure you check us out at graveplotpodcast.com, your one-stop shop for all things grave plot. Yep. Plot didn't really rhyme that well. No, it didn't at all. I didn't, didn't think that through. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, and wherever else podcasts are sold or free or served or stolen. However you get your podcasts, we're probably there. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast and on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. You done? Yeah. All right. Okay, so we're going to be back in a couple weeks where we are going to be talking about more movies. Something. Just had the list up, didn't you? Pretty sure it's Jigsaw and Mayhem. Okay. Yep. That's it. Hey, so, I am so smart. Yeah. SMRT. I'm so glad I get to go to a theater and pay for a Saw movie. <laughs> It'll be just like 2004 all over again. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, two weeks. Jigsaw Mayhem. Uh, the new Joe Lynch joint hopefully it's about i think it's going to be i swear i remember seeing they was supposed to be out in november so they were just talking about it on the movie crypt um i think it's going to be on shutter in february but i think they said it's supposed to be on vod earlier than that so we may call an audible but we'll see we will see um only thing left to do now see And now we say goodbye. Say goodbye, Taylor. Goodbye, Taylor. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here on the Grave Plot Podcast. We'll catch you again next time, guys. Till then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. When you're out at a club and you see a fly girl, do the creep. And do the creep. And if you want to make friends at the ATM, do the creep. Pop them peepers, pump this in your speakers, you a certified
Reaper. When you see a country peach laying out at the beach, do the creep. And do the creep. And when a fine PYT walks in front of your tree, do the creep. And do the creep. I was six years old when I started creeping. My parents took it to their room and I started peeping. 